welcome to Seeds of Wisdom brought to you by From a Loving Place with author Rachel Wolf. I'm Rachel Wolf, and today I have with me an author that I've wanted to talk to since 2020 when I read her book, Healing Depression Without Medication. Oh, it's going to be too bright. Okay. Healing Depression Without Medication, a Psychiatrist's Guide to Balancing Mind, Body, and Soul. Dr. Jody Skillicorn, I am so happy to have you here. Do you want to do another, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So I'm a holistic psychiatrist. I work virtually in uh, Ohio and, uh, and I primarily try to help people either, people come to me generally to either get off meds or to at least reduce their meds or to try and work through whether it's depression, anxiety, whatever they're working through without medications, but to actually get to the root of what they're, of what's going on. Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, today, she's going to be talking about leaning into emotional pain. And it's something that we don't hear often because so many people are like, suck it up, just be positive, you know, um, push it aside. And yeah. For me, I cringe every time, even if somebody tells me just to be positive, I cringe because I'm just like, no, I'm okay feeling. Right, right. <laughs> I'm okay feeling what I'm feeling. I just need to process it. And so tell me what that means to you, leaning into emotional pain. Well, so like you said, right, I think our whole culture is set up on the basis of um, doing just the opposite, right? We want to avoid, we want to distract. We, um, I think our favorite um, ways to do that are just, you know, busyness, just stay busy and we don't have to like notice or feel anything or distracting ourselves with all kinds of more busyness, I guess, or, um, right, obviously numbing ourselves with food and alcohol and drugs and sex or TV and social media, right, all these ways to numb ourselves and, um, but I think our, the, our favorite way of not feeling but thinking we're feeling about feelings is just thinking about them right it's all based on I mean that's what they're like traditional therapy is talking you talk about your feelings but it's all up here it's all in our head like it's as if we were like these bobbleheads kind of walking around and we're like this whole rest of our body is just like I don't know a vehicle that like move us from place to place but has no other purpose but our emotions are in our body and so we have to get inside the body um, and actually psychiatry does it even worse. They take it a step further and they're not only do they just keep you in your head, but they actually numb you from your emotions. So you get totally disconnected. Yeah. But it's such an important role, the emotions. So it really is. And I am, I was so glad, you know, in your book, you bring up so much of the research and how the research of these meds and everything happens and the way they work, because there's so much the general public doesn't know and doesn't understand about what they're taking. And even psychiatrists and physicians don't really understand. Yeah. yeah and it's like, okay, we're, but it, I always like to say it's like the band aid over a gaping wound. Yeah. It doesn't heal the wound, it just puts something over it. So, yeah. um, and worse, just like a Band-Aid over a gaping wound, if you don't give it antibiotics or whatever it needs, it actually makes the wound worse over time, which is what all the data shows. It shows that really regardless of what, what 
the presenting symptoms are, the more we take these meds, the worse outcome we're going to have over the long run. You may get an initial, you may feel it better initially for a few weeks, even maybe a few months. But then in every study that's ever been done, the long-term outcomes are worse because we're not addressing what's actually going on. Yeah. And I want to read something from your book on, on page 133. It's all about um, body. It's body as a navigator is the name of the chapter. It's chapter eight for anybody who does pick up this book. <laughs> but she says, as we have seen, different emotions are expressed in different places in the body. When I ask where people feel pain in their bodies, those thinking about the pain rather than feeling it often point to their head. Those filled with sadness point to their heart. Those aching to express unwanted emotions point to their throat. Those torn by indecision of or fear point to their stomachs and those feeling powerless and out of control point to their diaphragm as the modern dancer martha graham said the body never lies oh my gosh i mean just in one paragraph you <laughs> tied so much in to how our emotions affect our bodies and vice versa yeah yeah yeah. And, um, you know, I, I was just talking to another guest about, you know, when you were in traumatic, when we have childhood trauma, when we have uh, um, abusive relationships, how our bodies tell us where we really are. <laughs> right. And when we don't listen, right. Yeah. Just yes. a whisper to a scream and it just gets louder and louder. And those traumas, that's the whole deal, really. It's those early sometimes they're traumas in the big sense, right? Yeah. Like um, obvious things, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, but often it's the quieter things, right? That we, it's the not being acknowledged, the not being tended to, the not sort of the emotional neglect or um, just, you know, teased or um, uh, maybe not physically bullied, but emotionally bullied, right? And these wounds, they, they, if they don't get addressed and they don't get acknowledged, they just keep building and building. And then we have, they manifest as physical symptoms and and emotional symptoms. Um, but it, the root is all the same. Yeah. Yeah. So for leaning into emotional pain, what, how do you suggest people do that? Like what is a way to do that in a safe, where a person can feel safe in their environment to do that? So I think the best way to do it is just to lean in as it arrives in the present, because what, what we're reacting to in the present almost always has some link back to the past. So if we're working in the present, it doesn't mean, the beautiful thing is you don't have to go back and like figure everything out, right? Those whys were back in our head. All we have to do is just pay attention. So say, um, um, something, you know, we're feeling sad, um, perhaps overly sad relative to whatever just happened. I don't know, mm -hmm. someone up or someone said something that felt insulting or we felt unheard or whatever it is, right? And so then I'll just have patients just like, okay, so where do you feel it? And people can feel it all over. It's not, you know, I listed those places and those are the most common, but some people feel it in strange places like their knee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Um, and maybe, and usually there's a reason for that. Like something happened way back when that was related in some strange way. And that's where they kind of hold sadness now. But so, but usually sadness is, we feel it in our heart and in, in our chest. And so I just have people kind of go in and just notice, okay, so can you just pause and be curious about it? So rather than thinking about it, rather than narrating it, just what is there? And so there's tightness. Okay, so how big is the tightness? Is there a shape to that tightness? Is there a color? Is there a texture? Some people, there's a sound. Um, and so just kind of breathing and then imagining sort of breathing into that space and just kind of holding it, supporting it, offering kind of that tenderness we didn't receive when we were mm -hmm. kids or whatever that or even in that moment when something happened right no one was there to tend to it we have to do it for ourselves and so just to breathe the breath in that way and kind of just breathing in and even just to kind of keep the mind active and not going off into stories just even offering sorry you know I'm sorry I'm sorry this is so hard I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. I'm sorry that this is so painful. I'm sorry this is stuck in your chest and you don't know what to do with it. I'm sorry it feels like this is never going to end. You know, just offering ourselves the same tenderness we would offer to a child or a friend. Um, and and inevitably, it may not go away, but it softens. And there's a space. And once you can start to find that space. And if you can keep doing that as things arise, it whatever it is, sometimes we don't even need to know what it is, right? It just starts to um, move. That's what emotions are supposed to do. That's what the word comes from. It's to move through. Um, but when we get in our heads, everything gets stuck. But when we go in, it allows it to move through and clear. And we don't need to know the narrative. Um, sometimes the narrative comes up, but we don't have to know. Yeah. And I love that you're saying that because um, one of the exercises I've done in a boot camp that I have is just to name feelings without story. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard for it is very people. hard. Yeah. And, but I just feel like so much empowerment when I can just call out a feeling that I'm having and acknowledge it because uh, I know when I was in therapy, when I was grieving um, the loss of my dad and stepmom. I used to say triggered all the time, mm -hmm. <laughs> thinking that triggered covered my feelings, but it was, it's just a word. It's not the feeling itself. Right. Right. And so she made me get out a feeling wheel and name the feelings, just name them. And it just helps me so much. And it helps me not react so much yeah. to people. And I can respond better when I can just simply recognize oh I'm having a feeling and this is what it is yeah or even I love in some other languages which I think is even better is if you can there is sadness because it's not you or me right it's, yeah. it's more like a sound it's passing through and giving information right it's 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 there and it's coming through but it's not me it's not yes. it's not it the identity to, it's not it doesn't have to be yeah um, but I think our use of language is I am sad, I am depressed, I am, I am, I am. Yes. But I love the idea of there, there is sadness. I love that. I have to, I'm gonna put up a little post-it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind me to say that because I, I love that. And you know, I do I do try not to label myself as things. 
and, and with my kids, I try not to, I'm like, you are not this, you're not, you know, but it's funny. Cause I can slip just, I mean, our language consciously. Yeah. I mean, I do too. And I, yeah. I, I know better, but I just, <laughs> it's the way our language is spoken. So it's hard to, but it really, but it does create a little more, there's a little more of a space yeah. by naming it, you create space. But I think by labeling not as this is what I am, but rather this is what's passing through. I think it gives even a little bit more space. Well, and, and, you know, I feel like, you know, you were talking about words and stories and, and how we can actually, we're not feeling our feelings if we're too involved in the story, like, because it's that description. Um, when people are caught up in their story, do you have ways that you can help them move back into the feeling again? So a lot of times what I'll have people do as they're telling something that's, that's um, <laughs> triggering, that, <Yeah. laughs> that, that, right? That's getting, making them emotional. Um, I'll just have them tap, um, which is actually something from EMDR to kind of bilaterally mm -hmm. tap, but what it's doing, right, from an EMDR perspective, is it's it's integrating right le right left sides of the brain so that 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 right side of the brain that kind of has more contact with the emotional state and our intuition, right, is 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 integrated, and we're bringing the body in. So right, so they they want to tell their story, they need to tell their story, but the emotions need to be processed at the same time. So just by tapping, they're staying in tune with their body. They're allowing the emotions to move through and often, right, it stirs up the emotions so they get more intense. So there actually are like moving rather than just up here and telling the story. So it just drops it a little more into the body. Mm -hmm. um, and then we still will, right after they can tell it, then we can go back in and kind of just notice what's, you know, what's there and what's coming up. And sometimes in the middle, I'll do that, but just but telling a story like this, and I started doing it even just with people when I first meet them, they'll start telling their story. And I'm like, well, we might as well like yeah. just, and it instantly just drops it. It, um, it's just center. It's centering. Oh, I love uh, that. Plus, um, from an acupressure point, acupuncture point of view, right. These points along the sternum are, um, help to, uh, release emotions as well so it's another way to like move things through and these points and you're kind of hitting all of them these are lung points in acupuncture which are related to grief mm -hmm. um so i love this because one it feels like a hug two it's integrating us it's integrating the feelings and the body and the head and as a bonus we get we're, we're kind of moving things energetically mm -hmm. Why do you think people are so scared to feel? I think we don't like to be out of control. And I think we, we fear, um, but also I just think culturally, right? I, um, you know, if you think about watching parents and their kids out in public, right? How often you see a parent, a kid will start crying, they get hurt, and a parent will start yelling at them and telling them to not be such a baby or a sissy or, you know, just because they're so afraid of being, right, it's their own fears, they're out in public, and they, they feel uncomfortable, and so they just want, um, and so we learn 
and it might not be that obvious. It could be more subtle, like a teasing or why are you always, why are you always so dramatic or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Girls, like, wait, the things we say to girls, it's awful. Um, and so you learn that it's not okay. And so of course you don't want to, you don't want to be teased. You don't want to be hurt. You don't want to make fun of, you don't want to be vulnerable. So we just, you know, we, we just share it. And yeah. then we wonder later why all of a sudden we're depressed or anxious or, or have pain or headaches or whatever it is, however it's expressing itself. It has to get out somehow. Yeah. I'm always amazed at the connection to the body when it comes to, I, I didn't realize how bad mine was until I had left a toxic relationship and realized the, and, and, and did the work though. I didn't just leave the toxic relationship. Right, right. I did a lot of work to get me back, to build me yeah. up. And all of that, it just, I went from being unhealthy all the time and sick all the time to almost never sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing how that happened. And, and it really got me to pay attention to making sure that I was being honest with me. Yeah. And I think that's what our emotions are for. And that's why it's so dangerous to, um, to numb them or medicate them or because they're there to tell us something's not right for us or something's not right for society or something's not right for, right. This isn't the direction we're supposed to be moving right it's our guide well and i i love what you say because you said this in the book too is when we numb things no matter what way we numb it we can stay in those relationships those right. unhealthy relationships those unhealthy jobs those unhealthy circumstances way too long yeah because we're we're going it's okay it's okay well and we're <laughs> ourselves right i mean mm -hmm. that's what our society, well, it's all my fault. So I'll just medicate myself because I'm the problem rather than this job is awful. This boss is awful. This relationship is awful. Like I, I need out, right? This isn't good for me, or at least it needs to change in some way, shape or form, or I need to figure out another way to be okay with it. Not by stuffing it down, but by finding another way to navigate through, but it's, that's what it's, that's how the emotions are there to guide us. I, and, and on the flip side, right, when something's really exciting and we feel really expansive and great, right? I mean, that's our that's our path forward. But again, if we numb it, we lose that too. Everything becomes equal. Yes. And to me, that feels so dangerous. That that yeah. to me feels more out of control. Like yeah. to, to not feel to me feels out of control because I do. I use it as my guide. And so... Um, mm -hmm anytime I'm not feeling I'm like okay I gotta do <laughs> I gotta figure this yeah, out yeah right, right and um and and I feel like that the what people don't realize is the the how much damage we do but by just simply not being honest with ourselves how we feel um and, and I do know that it's not safe to express our feelings everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. But to at least to be able to like have the tools, like you just showed us a couple, you know, 
and one of the other ones I know, and I, and I believe you practice too, is the EFT, the emotional freedom technique, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've found that that one helps me when stuff's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you, know. Yeah. Yeah. Will you, will you tell people a little bit about that one? So, right. So, um, so EFT, emotional freedom technique. So it's based on tapping on different, um, acu again, it's acupressure points. So these meridian, these energy lines. And the idea is that, and, and the same as in um, Chinese medicine, is if when something's, when we're feeling pain, whether it's emotional or physical, we're, we're just energy and energy gets stuck, it gets blocked. And when it gets blocked, we have a symptom. And so the idea is, well, we're focusing on something that's bothering us. We're focusing on the stuck energy. If we can tap on that, on our thoughts around that, our sensations around that, our emotions around that, it allows whatever it is that's stuck to start moving. Um, and so it just helps free up that stuck energy. On a more scientific uh, Western perspective, um, I know like lots of people have done research, but Dawson Church is one and he did research and he showed that in an hour of tapping, so if you did an, you know, a session, um, 72 different genes get, um, um, activated so right so our genes our genes are our genes but then there's the epigenetics so everything they get turned on and turned off by our environment by our thoughts by the food we eat by everything we do and so um by doing the tapping you're actually activating those healing ones the anti-inflammatory the ones that um allow the body to to heal um so it's it's really powerful yeah powerful well i just want to say this your book has so many she she does these wellness prescriptions in them so <laughs> if if you are looking for a way to have things you can do have resources to go to this book is amazing one of the ones she showed me <laughs> one of the ones she showed in this book was the shaking because mm. when i'm mad that energy that needs to move. Yeah, yeah, it needs to move. And I feel like I'm going to explode if it doesn't. So um, you have this one exercise where you just shake it and it's like seven minutes or something. Yeah, but it doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, even if it's just for a minute. Yeah, I just put on music and I just go yeah. and I just shake everything and it helps release those. Oh, it's such a good releaser. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I, um, so you know, that's the most ancient form of of meditation and it's, it's part of qigong going back you know five thousand years and yeah it's just it's a powerful way to just move stuff and it's what we do in in the wild right like yes. animals, they get away from in national geographic you see the hyena get away from the tiger assuming they survive then they go and they they literally just their whole body they just shiver and shake for a short period of time and then they go back to eating their grass and moving on well and like even ducks like I have a lot of ducks in my area and they'll get in a fight with another duck and then shake it off and then everybody waddles away. yeah yeah those <laughs> are all good <laughs> I just love that but thank you so much for coming on today I I hope everybody who watched this gets some good tips to help you really lean into the emotional pain and feel it and it, it's it's so empowering when we learn to feel it. So 
Thank you again for coming on. Thank you are you. welcome on anytime. Okay. I'd be happy to come back. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. And anybody who is here, trust that you're meant to be here for a reason. Bye. Make sure to follow the links that accompany this episode. You will learn a lot more about today's guest and see what they have going on now. You will also get all the links to follow them on their journeys if this seed resonates with you. If you like what you heard, remember to like, follow, and subscribe to FromALovingPlace.com and all its platforms. Remember to come back next week for another Seed of Wisdom.